You're listening to a Chirp Radio podcast. You can find more interviews and features at soundcloud.com and chirpradio.org slash podcasts. I took a drive through the country one night. Saw the river beds all dusty and dry. The banks were punched and the heavens went dark. And the clouds, they began to cry, is what they say. A new day is coming, a new day is coming, a new day is coming for Rose. All right, um, so this is Sarah Brooks, and I'm here with Frank Aero from Frank Aero and the Future Violence. Um, how's your Riot Fest going so far? Have you run into any of your musical heroes or catch up with old friends today? Riot Fest is really fun so far. I mean, every time I come here, I have a good time. It's one of the best run festivals, and like uh, everybody here has a smile on their face. Like no one is bummed out. Like no one like wakes up and is like, oh damn it, Riot Fest. Like everyone has a really good time. Uh, the bands are fantastic. Like all my friends are here, so I can't I can't like walk around a corner and not see somebody I know. It's awesome. And this year saw the release of your album with the Future Violence, and I know you change up your backing band's names because they have a message. What is the message you want to share with this backing band name? With with this one, uh, well, this one's called uh, the Future Violence, and and that was really one of those things that kind of fell into my lap. But I started to think about what those words meant, and uh, I think that you know life is a lot like kind of staring into like a oh, at a pristine lake. You know, you can kind of sit back and 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 uh, enjoy, you know, uh, nature just happening, you know, live a very passive life. Or, and, or you can pick up a rock and kind of toss it in and, and cause a disruption. You know, it's a very violent action. So I think in my idea of what a future violent is, is somebody that goes out and, and creates change, somebody that leaves a mark, you know, uh, and, and the future activists basically that, that are listening to the band and going out and, and doing something with their, with their lives. And that kind of just stems off another question I have. Um, I did a lot of reading and like talks a lot about like mental health things. Like everyone, I feel like these days has anxiety based on either their own life or society or climate change or really like anything that's going on. Um, and you're very honest with your lyrics, and your new album definitely does that as well. Um, I guess like, what do you hope to impart to your fan base regarding these issues, or just like, you know? speaking how you feel or asking for help or anything like that. Right. Well, I tend to think that, you know, I don't believe in perfection. I think it's it's uh, it's one of those things where, you know, we're taught that, oh, you know, we, we should act a certain way or we should look a certain way or we should, uh, you know, strive to be this, um, this unmarred uh, uh, beacon of, of light. And I think that's kind of, it's bull. You know, I, I don't, I don't believe in that. I, I think that we're all kind of messed up in our own way, and that's the thing that sets us apart from one another. Is that you know, no one's quite messed up the way that you are, and uh, and that should be, I think that should be like something that you uh, you nurture and 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 be proud of, you know, as opposed to being ashamed of it, you know. Um, uh, we don't need anything like anyone else in this world. We already have, you know, what seven uh, billion people in this world. Like we don't we don't need someone to to ape like someone else. You know, the only thing that we need is you. And you're the only one that can give it to the world. And I think uh, hiding that or, or trying your hardest to be something you're not is a disservice to not only yourself, but to, to the world around you. you know? Very true. And then also for your album Barriers, um, I read that you had a near-death experience that was very intense um, that inspired a lot of material on the album. 
you don't have to tell me like about the situation, but what, how did it change your perspective and like how does it carry into your day to day um, and your music and just how did it affect you? Well, it, it's, it's strange, you know, like uh, when, when, you're able, when you stare death in the face, like uh, it, it, it changes you on, on a molecular level. I feel like it seeps in and kind of changes your DNA a bit. Like everything is different, you know. Uh, the way that you react to things, the way that you think about things, the way that food tastes, the way that, you know, uh, the air you breathe, the way it goes into your lungs, like everything is different, you know. Um, so uh, I guess an easy way to answer this is like how, what is different is everything is different. I'm not the same person I was uh, before that experience happened. And I don't know if it's worse or better. It's just, it's just I'm different, you know, and I have to kind of relearn how to uh, to do the things that I, I want to do. And, and you know, I think going into writing this record, I was scared because uh, for a while I wasn't sure if I knew how to do this anymore, you know. Um, it could have been something that I just did in a past life. But uh, I learned how to, to, to create and, and to express myself in different ways. And um, it's still, it's, it's a non-linear recovery, you know. So uh, some days are, are better than others, but, um, you know, I'm still learning. And, and it's, it's, it's kind of strange, like... Uh, to to still be here and and to know that it was so <laughs> that it was uh, a split second away from from being very very a little bit. You were uh, the guitarist in My Chemical Romance. Um, I guess for, that was almost for, you know, a decade and a half. How does your experience helming your own band and kind of setting the tone for everything differ? And um, yeah, how, how has that been going? Um, well, it's a lot different. Like, you know, I think being the, the front man or the sole, you know, writer of a band is a lot different than being like a contributor to, uh, you know, to like a, a four-headed uh, uh, project. Um, yeah, it, there's a, there's a loneliness to 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 writing in a, in a solo work, but it is also, um, uh, I would say, like a, a, the benefit is that you know nothing comes out that isn't kind of from your head or your your heart, you know, and uh, and so you know all of that relies on your shoulder, like lies on your shoulders, and that's uh, it's kind of awesome when it works out, you know. Uh, but I, I like that I also get to chase things uh, until I'm fully. I fully feel like I, it's realized, uh, and that's maybe not uh, uh, something that you always get to do when you're in a band setting. You know, uh, when you're in a, a room with with three other writers, uh, things have to come quick and, and come become fully realized, like you know, in a, in a timely manner. <laughs> you know, and sometimes the, the hardest uh, projects or, or ideas don't always come that quick. So it's nice to have this this creative outlet where I can do whatever the hell I want. I love the music video for a great party. If you could just share with the audience um, kind of what your yeah. mind frame was behind the production of that and just what you hope to convey. It's very fun and just kind of like tongue in cheek. So um, feel free to extrapolate on that. Uh, well, that, that was fun. Um, you know, I think the idea stemmed from the uh, Matt Armstrong, our, our bass player, is the one that coined the term great party. We realized that you can't say those words great party and actually mean it. Like it's it's... No one ever goes to a party and is like, oh, great party, and actually had a good time. <laughs> so uh, the song is, is basically about a bleak time in your life. And um, 
and uh, yeah, Great Party was really summed up like how how you feel about certain things. Like when things are all kind of downhill and your relationship is is uh, really really strained and and there's you know mental health issues and and uh, substance abuse issues. Like I think the greatest thing to say about that is like, wow, Great Party. <laughs> so as far as like the video is concerned, I knew we could uh, we could fill it out with uh, um, a lot of our friends. And the only person I really saw like off the bat was my friend Danny um, from from Surfport. Like I was like, she I know she needs to be in this this video. She has this this way about her. It's like this weird devilish smile where you know she's like she's so she's such a great person, but also she could be totally up to no good. <laughs> and uh, basically, yeah, we we tried to think of the the bleakest, most horrific party you could possibly have, and and what what would really set that off would be uh, this. Uh, this large explosion of violence, basically. Yeah. Thanks so much for chatting oh, with me. I really appreciate it. I just want to know one more thing. What's next for you? Um, I know you just wrapped a tour, just put out an album. What's next? Yeah, uh, well, I think we're finishing up uh, the touring uh, in the next couple of weeks. We're going to, to Mexico. Uh, we're going to do uh, Mexico City and Guadalajara and uh, uh, Monterey. And then uh, I'm going to take a little bit of time off uh, just for, for my own sanity because we've been going pretty hard. Uh, and then uh, I actually have some writing I'm doing, so we'll see how that goes. You can find this and other Chirp Radio interviews and podcasts at soundcloud.com slash chirpradio and chirpradio.org slash podcasts.